0: Welcome back to DCOM Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is our special guest. Her name is Abby, and she is our friend. Yeah. <laughs> and she also did not make money off the Iraq War. Yes. No. Just to clarify. <laughs> so, Abby wanted to come on for this movie specifically, because we today we were talking about the 13th year, and I wanted to know, why is the 13th year your favorite DCOM? Okay, well... It's my favorite, but with like a little asterisk, because (laughs) when I said that, I forgot about the Phineas and Ferb movie, which is actually my favorite. It's got bangers, and it's Phineas and Ferb. Mm -hmm. Um, I I really don't know why this is my favorite. (laughs) I think it's just like a weird nostalgic thing, and you know, fish, and (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I just like it, and honestly, the story is really not that bad. Yeah, so I think I do stand by saying it's my favorite still. Cool. All right. So, the 13th year is from 1999, and I have a little list of all the actors who are in it. Before we get there, I wanted to note, so this was in May of 1999, and 1999 is when they started doing DCOMs every month, and that happened for a few years, and then it stopped, and then like High School Musical happened, and it started (laughs) again, where they would release a DCOM every year. So, I just thought that was interesting. So, every month? Yeah, that's what I meant. Every month. And I was going through the list, and I realized that. So, so there's a lot in 1999. (laughs) There's a lot in 1999, 2000, 2001, and then it slows down, and then it speeds up again. So, all right, I wonder why. I don't know. I guess uh, they were I doing. I feel like it might have been like an experiment in the beginning, and so they were like cranking them out every month, and then High School yeah. Musical happened, and then they were like, we can make so much money, yeah. And then they're like, let's start At it back up. First, they were again. making ones like these where it was like hit and miss, but then right. they hit their stride and they, yes. just right? <laughs> that going. is true. You just yeah. Well, yeah. Well, even right. like, that wave, even like during that era, like not even because I'm I'm mostly just thinking about like Hannah Montana, and, like High School Musical, but like any like sort of supporting actor who was in a movie, like you side. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so starting, um, the guy who stars in this movie, his <laughs> name is, his name is Chez Starbuck. That is C-H-E-Z, and then the coffee company. <laughs> without the S. Without the, without the S. Um, unfortunately, he's no longer acting, Mr. Starbuck. It's mm-hmm. tragic, but did you see... That he was in Mary-Kate's and Ashley's school yeah. dance party. It was, like, one of those, like, 20-minute Mary-Kate and Ashley specials. You're, yeah. They're I looked great. up what he's up to now. Yeah. And he's, like, a paid artist. He does, like, commissions and stuff. Oh, oh fun. I read about it on MTV.com. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Um, And then some other people. Uh, we have the guy who plays Jess's dad, plays JJ in Parks and Rec, as in the owner of JJ's <laughs> diner, who gives Leslie her favorite waffles. So that was fun. Um, the girl who plays Sam, she was in one episode of Veronica Mars, which I'm watching right now. She was in a cult. Um, Dave Coulier is in this, obviously. <laughs> and Dave Coulier is not Jeff Daniels, just Kylie no, so gets knows. some? Dave Coulier is the subject of You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yes, the one that talks about going down in a theater. <laughs> so think about that. Um, we also have Detective Scully for Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I scream. <laughs> <laughs> it was exciting to see him. Um, and then there's a teacher who is Corbin Blue's dad. And I remember that because whenever Corbin Blue was in jump was in jump his dad played his dad and they had like a whole like special like, Oh, we're father and son. And then he walked out and I was like, That's Corbin Blue's dad. Hmm. Um, and then finally Kristen Stewart's in it. Yeah. I she doesn't really do much. <laughs> <laughs> She's <just> um, <clears throat> I have some more details to add. So, Courtney Draper is the one who plays Sam. She's also going to be in a DCOM coming up called Stepsister from Planet Weird. I recognized her from that. Um, she was also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, just, <laughs> just so you know. And, was anybody in 7th Heaven? Yes, they were. I had to do some very intense digging. But, a character named Nick, I have no idea who he is. Perhaps he was on the swim team? Don't know. He was in 7th Heaven. Or, uh, he would played Zach in this movie. His character in 7th Heaven was Nick, and I have no idea what he was in 7th Heaven for either. Couldn't really find any details, but he was in it, so. Alright. So, this movie opens on the ocean, uh, with the opening credits. We see, um, they show the title of the movie, and then we see, like, the faintest hint of a mermaid in the water. Um, and then we, throughout the credits, we see her swimming more, and she's carrying a child with her. Um, at this point, we also see a man who is on a, who is asleep on a fishing boat. Um, he wakes up and he sees a fin like a fin sticking out of the water, and he's like, "Oh, like there's a fish! I'm gonna start sailing toward it." Um, and then he uses this sonar fish finder. <laughs> That's yeah. not how they work. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> it's like what's it called? Like. It had, like, a weird name. It's I don't remember so fish Yeah, yeah. sonar like fish finder. That's fish yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and it's, like, one of those, like, little, like, tracking things that, like, moves in a circle. And it's, like, oh, there's a fish. But, like, there are it billions. It on one fish. Right, one fish. Unless you track it. There are billions of fucking fish in the sea. That thing would be going crazy. <laughs> it's an ocean, not a sea. <laughs> um, and so this uh, mermaid with the baby... Um, hides behind this buoy to try and get away. I don't know. We don't know why she's just swimming very close to shore with this baby in her arms. This is never established. Yeah, it's never explained at all. No. But. <clears throat> yeah, so she hides behind this buoy because she's trying to uh, run o- or swim away from the fishermen, um, and she ends up temporarily dropping this baby in another boat and leaves it there. Yeah, it's Oops. like this basket on the side of a boat, and she just, like, kisses him on the head and then sets him in there, and then Mom is off. Right. And she's like, I think she was trying to like get away from the ship and then like go back and get her baby, like just Right, in case Well she because got then um then she like shows her face to the fisherman yeah. and he realizes that she's she, a mermaid yeah. and he kinda of freaks out. So I think that's like a part of her plan. Like I'm gonna distract him with my mermaid body and then that way he can like Well, because then he crashes into rocks. Um his hat also says, home is where the fish are, and I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Do you think that this baby hatched from an egg? Okay, I was wondering about that, too, because mermaid are fish, so is it, like, asexual reproduction? I don't know, because we 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 don't we never learned about his father. And then they also talk about, like, your mermaid powers or whatever don't come in until you're 13, so maybe they're born as babies and they have to live on the land. Like reverse of frogs. How yeah, do well, they never <laughs> <laughs> They never showed it from an egg. That, yeah they never showed if he has like fins or not as a baby. Well the other thing is that perhaps we all have mermaids wrong and they're like part dolphin so they're mammals. He was breathing underwater too like as a baby but I guess like whenever he's human he can't breathe underwater. I don't know. It's not clear. It's not. Clear. A lot of things are not. Clear. So Cody, we this baby is Cody. Spoiler alert. He could have been uh. bored as an egg. <laughs> Test tube baby. But back to the story. The fisherman is like going crazy about this mermaid, and he crashes his boat into rocks. And so then we cut to Uncle Jesse and his wife getting all cuddly on a boat. Uncle Joey. Oh, I have, I have the right one written down. I just said oh it wrong. God. God damn. And, um, they have apparently just moved to this new town. To- um, wait, this is the best thing. They say, they're, like, sailing this boat, and then Joey says, why do we come here again? And his wife says, to start a new life, free from the constraints of the bourgeoisie, capitalistic <laughs> existence. <laughs> Which, like, honestly, same. Exactly. But really, they're there to start a tour boat company. Yeah. It's never established where they are. I either. think it's, like... Portland, Seattle, like Lake. Pacific Northwest. Like Seattle, because they have the little, the tide pools, and yeah. they have those up there, hmm. okay. I don't know, I mean, I sure, I'm sure they have them, well, places. they have a lot of rocks, too, I feel like they don't have a lot yeah. of rocks in, like, California, I don't know, I've never yeah. been, yeah, I <laughs> don't believe know, you guys, I, yeah, um, so, yeah, they're there to start a tour, board, tour boat company, but then they hear something, what could it be? Yeah, and the mom's like, wait, that's that noise again, <laughs> and Uncle Joey is like, that's a baby crying. And then they're like, wait, a baby crying? And they just go and find a baby. And they like pick it up and they're like, oh. And they're like, <laughs> The mom, or the lady, is like, can we keep it? Yeah, she asked <laughs> if <we don't laughs> to keep it. Like, like a stray fucking dog. You no, can't just keep a random baby. <laughs> he doesn't put up that much of a fight, though. He's like, no. And then she's like, we're gonna name it Cody. Yeah, and I am yeah, like, yay! You can't just keep a fucking baby that you find. <laughs> I And I'm so sorry to all the Codys out there, but who looks at a baby and is like, this is Cody. This is a Cody. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, and then at this point, um... They're going, to, they're like walking on shore with this baby, I guess like trying to find where it came from. And then the mermaid comes back and she realizes that they've already left with her baby. And we see her face and she's in pain because she's like, oh, my baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we go to a title card that says 13 years later. Um, and then the the mom, the same mom, calls for a 13-year-old car, Cody on the Tiki 2, which the boat that they were driving before was the Tiki, but this boat uh, is the Tiki 2. I don't know if you know What happened to the Tiki? I you don't know. It's been 13 years. Do boats last that long? <laughs> yes. Um, he needs to help Dad with, like, technicals on the boat, because they started their tour board company, for $5 a ride. Did you notice that? That woman yeah. was like, I paid $5 for this ride. That is so cheap. I I guess it was 1999. I don't know. In 1999, money five dollars <laughs> is a hundred dollars. <laughs> Still, like I feel like they got to be more expensive in 1999. Did I they make know. any money okay, from the But what company? is there to see? Uh, where are they? I don't know. <laughs> this is never established. Their lighthouse house. <laughs> um. Yeah. So then apparently the, then the engine just explodes. <laughs> Yeah, and okay, so his parents just need Cody to do everything. Like the entire movie, we we're like, "Cody, Cody, help us do this, help us do this." Right. and I'm like, he's thirteen. Cody cannot fix an engine. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, at this point, we cut to a swim meet, and we zoom out from a tuba playing, or <laughs> I don't know. Oh wait, it's a sousaphone, something like that. I don't know. Oh, Sorry, I, I didn't take band. He says something about a sousaphone, and um, we're at a swim meet, and we see it's a coach. the big meet. It's it is, and the coach is freaking out. He's like, "Has anybody seen Cody? Where's Cody?" Yeah. So responsible. That's Cody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Cody is like he's back on the boat and he's like, "Hey, like I gotta go to my swim meet that's happening literally right now," and so he runs across the boardwalk, but just misses the ferry <clears> that goes like five feet across the ocean. So instead <laughs> of trying to take the ferry, he just undresses and uh, oh wait, no, where am I? Yeah. Oh, yeah he, he just decides to swim. He misses the ferry. Yeah. and just well, decides he to swim to get onto the ferry.
1: I, I he went, know like,
0: he he goes past okay. it. Yeah, because he went awesome. all the okay. way across. looking across. at him and they're like cuz the fairy is like 2, two feet so long. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's mostly to get cars across. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, because they can't go. Um, so, yeah, he runs across down. He barely makes it to his swim meet. He undresses as he goes up to the mount. Oh, but he left his shoes on. Ha, 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 Yeah, everyone's laughing. But also, they were literally about to, like, shoot the little gun thing for it to And start. he's like, wait! Yeah, and then he comes in. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Like, no. if this is a meet, they're not going to let you, com- like, compete if you walk in. <laughs> he's not-, not warm. It's, no, it doesn't make sense, so... But they get onto their little, um, diving board things, whatever they're called, and they just start swimming. Um, so, like, his rival on the team, but also, like, kind of his friend. I never really understood they, the dynamic. The announcer says his teammate and arch rival. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, kind of friends, but they also hate each other. <clears throat> I don't know. Is that how boys work? I don't. I don't know. I thought, th- I mean, I, that's how girls work. I but. think that's how teammates work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess they're like, they're, like, in it for themselves. I guess they don't really swim as a team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, don't know. I think it's team points, but then also individual medals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's how the Olympics work, I think. Um. So they start swimming, and they're neck and neck the whole time. Um. Sean wins, and Cody comes in second, but they're going to state finals. Woo, the coach is so happy. They've never done that before. This is the right. first time, so it is a big deal. Right. So after the meet, the... The kid who was playing the tuba falls into the pool, <laughs> and no one starts to help him. And they, they all just watch him because they're the all like, assholes. Yeah, and the coach is like, "Okay, somebody go help him." So and Cody, then, Cody reluctantly goes and just <laughs> saves this kid's fucking life. Like, not only did he fall in the pool and he can't swim, he's being drowned by his fucking tuba. A <laughs> tuba that's bigger than he is. <laughs> He goes and helps him out, and whenever he, like, pulls him over, pulls him out of the water, the guy is, like, thanking him, and he just, just, like... He just literally walks away. Yeah. What a dick. (laughs) And, like, the guy keeps talking, and he just walks away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he walks out, um, and he meets up with Sam and Sean. Sam is, like, the only, like, one of two girls on... Because apparently, like, boys and girls swim for the same team in middle school. I don't really know how that works. Anyway... Um, Sean offers Sam a ride home, but Sam decides to ditch Sean for Cody, and then they hold hands. Oh my god. Um, and then it doesn't even matter, because Cody's mom and dad show up and take them home anyway. Yeah, well, they come, they pull up at the van, and he's covered in face paint, and he's like, "Have the meat go? Go, guys! Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, are you guys dating? And they're just, they, like, let go of hands, and they're just like, uh. It's really weird. (laughs) Um, so then we cut to the fisherman, the fisherman that we saw 13 years ago. He's sailing back into his dock, and then he gets off, and then all of these other fishermen are making fun of him because of that mermaid he told them that he, he saw 13 years ago, but they're all like, mermaids aren't real, you're an idiot. And he's like, no guys, I saw that mermaid. <laughs> um, Scully is one yes. of those fishermen. <laughs> he's playing poker with like Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, and then we realized that the fisherman, uh, the one that saw the mermaid, is the tuba kid's dad. The tuba kid is named Jess. Yes. <laughs> um, so, then we cut to the school, and Cody is just super popular. Um, he... Oh, at this point, I, I have a conspiracy. Does he have siren blood? What if we've been wrong the entire time? <laughs> and... Because everybody loves him. That could, yeah, that's that a good point. That could be. Yeah, because, well, he, like, meets Sam at his locker, and then the girl goes, You're dating Cody, the most popular boy in school? That makes you the most popular girl in school. But Cody is only the second best swimmer, so by middle school logic, he should be the second most popular <laughs> yeah, boy course. in school. Yeah, and, and Sean is very pissed about that. Yeah. He's like, why is Sam with Cody? I'm a better swimmer. Rightfully so, okay? <laughs> And Sean was cuter. <laughs> this is where I started um, noticing the things, the clips that they used for the previews on Disney Channel, because mm-hmm. there's so many things that I like know by heart. The part was like, "I'm king of the world," and <laughs> <laughs> that was in the commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they're in class. Uh, they're in biology class, and they're going to study marine biology, creatures of the deep, how. Fitting. Lame. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, and while it's going on, we see that Cody has an F, so he's not very good at school, apparently. Yeah, and so they're paired up for this big, like, marine biology project, and Cody gets paired with Jess, the tuba kid, which he is not very excited about because Jess is a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, Jess goes up to him and tries to be so nice to him. He's like, I know you're probably not like excited to be paired with me, but like, yeah, I'm he's really literally good at like, this. like, I'll just do the work, and then you can sit back, and then we never have to see see each other again. Yeah, and he's just trying to like make him. Feel feel better. He's like, "I'm really good at this." So like, if nothing else, you get a good grade or whatever. And he still just like blows him off. And then this he's is, like This is the first part where I noticed, but they don't point it out, is that Cody's drinking a shit ton of water. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um and he's like, "Okay, well, I got to go. I have to go to my birthday party." And he's like, "Stop by if you want or something." Just like yeah, you, you know. Jess is like very aware of his social situation. Mm-hmm. Like he knows he's a nerd. He knows that like Cody doesn't really want to be with him, but he's just, like, trying to, like, make the best, trying to just do this project and try, like, basically just, like, trying to be a good, like, group project partner, which is so rare. Everyone should <laughs> take a lesson from Jess. I agree. Uh, so the next day, we're at Cody's birthday party. His mom made fat-free beet cake. Hell yeah. Well, okay, because they left to, like, be hippies, basically, but then they have this nice-ass, huge-ass house, and I was like, whoa, but then they mentioned that, and I was like, okay, well, I get it again. She's, like, organic, and... Yeah. She's like... (laughs) Yeah, like an Instagram Um, hippie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. She's like, look at what we did with our compostable waste, me and my son, that I found on a boat, and my husband. (laughs) Well, she doesn't tell anybody that yet, but... Um, So then Cody goes inside to drink more water, Mm -hmm. and Sam follows him in. And she's (laughs) like... Here, I got this birthday present for you, and it's literally a framed picture of her face. Just Who would do that? And <laughs> the frame is, like, little, like, water with, like, fishes on it. And seashells. Oh my. And it's just—it's it's not even both of them together. It's just her. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to someone. That whole scene was really weird, because she was like, there might be more. I don't even, it was very weird. Yeah. Well, I have, yeah, I have that in there. Um, I have, like, she she's like, oh, I have another gift. And she, like, goes in for a kiss. She said, you don't have to unwrap this. And I said, "Hmm." Yeah, I'm like. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she like purses her lips and like like leans in, and his eyes are still open. And then he's like, "Oh, I guess this is happening." They have like such an awkward shot. It's like it's like the bottom of like both their mouths like coming together, and they're like 13, <laughs> and it's really weird. Yeah. And then these like sparks come from their lips, and they like quickly jump back, and they're like, <laughs> wow. "We have so much chemistry!" Wow, wow. wow. It's electric. <laughs> And then he was like, "Oh, can we try that again?" And she's like, "Maybe next year." Yeah, <laughs> like good for Same. you. Same. <laughs> um. So then Jess shows up because uh, Cody invited him to the party, and Sean immediately starts making fun of him. And they're like, "Why did you invite him?" And he's like, "I didn't think he would actually come." He says that like to his face. Yeah. Like, Jess is standing they're right yeah, there. So of mean. This happens, and they're like, "Hey, Jess, want to come swimming with us?" Like knowing that he can't swim. Ugh, kids are awful. Yeah, and so then, like, Cody's mom goes up, and Jess, like, gives her uh, the present that he got for Cody before leaving, because he knows that he's not wanted there, and I felt that so hard. <laughs> That's so sad. I forgot, like, how Like, being pity were. invited. I forgot how mean people were to nerds. <laughs> um, being pity invited is not fun. Everyone, please don't do it. Just don't invite me. That's why I didn't okay, make I'll keep in that college, in mind. because I just... Mm. <laughs> I didn't want anyone to feel like they had to be my friend if they knew that I didn't have any friends, so it's fine. All right, moving on. Um, at night, Cody is, like, in bed, and his mom is putting away his laundry. Cody is 13 years old. I'm pretty sure I started putting putting away my own laundry when I was, like, 10. My mom would not have stood for that. My mom, no, no. I mean, a lot of times I left it, like, on my chair, but yeah. I eventually put it away. <laughs> At this point, he puts up the picture that Sam gave him right next to his bedside. Cute. Girl, you know what that's going to be used for. Because at this point... Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wet dreams. Huh? Abby's note said, wet dreams. Ha 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 ha. Well, because at, I this think point, funny. at this point, Joey says, everything changes when you're a teen. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. And it's like, okay... Um, And then Dad notices that he still has his present that's unwrapped, and so he tosses Jess's present to Cody, which he didn't open. Um, And then they leave the room um, for Cody to go to bed. And then Cody unwraps his book, and it's called... 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah. Did you notice? I have it written right here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) For those of you who know the song Shut Up and Dance, it's sung by my favorite band of all time, Walk the Moon, and they have a song, and it's called Surrender, and in the lyrics, one of the lyrics is called, it says 20,000 Leagues Beneath the Ocean, which one is a callback to a previous song that they wrote called Aquaman, but now I know that's also a call to a book, because I didn't know that before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Aquaman is my favorite favorite love song <laughs> I was gonna say my favorite song and I felt like that was too much but my favorite love song um so yeah so I actually looked up this book to see if it even brought even more symbolism to the song not with the movie but <laughs> it's about a guy who basically is done with earth so he decides to go and live in the sea yeah cool. <laughs> so after he opens it he starts reading the book but then after that he like falls asleep and so he um, fell asleep reading the book yeah. um and we see that the mermaid um, is looking up out of the water at Cody's lighthouse house, because they live in, like, a fucking lighthouse. Yeah, and he's, like, she's behind the buoy, like, the same buoy that we will see over and over again. The buoy. <laughs> um, and then Cody has, like, nautical dreams, which could also be a <laughs> wet dream. wet dreams. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I mean, these are supposed to be, like, the ocean, but, like... I think but we all also, know. it's all a metaphor for puberty, <laughs> the anyway. High, yeah. <laughs> so, like, well, in Cody's wet dreams, he is in the water and he sees this like light and this like figure coming towards him. But every time the figure like comes towards him, before you can see what it is, he wakes up. So at this point, the alarm goes off and he goes to like turn it off, and it short circuits when he touches it and just like sparks up. And then the like <laughs> the hands keep moving around the clock, and no one thinks that that's weird, so that's fine. Um, so he goes downstairs for breakfast, and he drinks the entire carton of milk, which then sticks to his hands. Oh, no. That's weird. Um, and then he starts checking out his hands to see if something is wrong, and then his mom looks at him, and also starts checking out her hands, and then Joey comes down and starts checking out his hands. It's really weird. Well, and then he points out, he's like, oh uh, what are we doing? And they're all just like, oh. <laughs> Um, So then Cody goes down and meets Jess at the beach. Jess is studying tide pools, Um, and then Jess is showing Cody how special and unique each tide pool is. And Cody's like, hey, I'm failing bio, and I need your help. I really need to pass this project. And then Jess is like, I will teach you bio if you teach me how to swim, because I don't want to die next time I go in the water. Mm -hmm. Um, So they go to shake hands. And that's when Cody realizes he has these scales on his hands. Well, Cody doesn't even realize. Jess points it out. He's like, hey, what are those? <laughs> okay, can I talk about the scales for a second? Yeah. Oh, they always grossed me they out. They are so fucking disgusting. Yeah. Like, like they're not like, rainbow fish scales that we all read when we were kids. They are, like, they're, like, slightly, like, imprinted into his hands. And then later, whenever they, like, pick them up, they're, like, sticky. They are so oh. fucking gross. I wanted to, like, throw up. I always wanted to, like, scratch them off. I think maybe this might be my favorite just because I have the most <laughs> memories of it. <laughs> but yeah, they're just like I can't even look at them. They're so gross. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the scales, but I don't know. Maybe I hate that's them. Just me. I hate them so much. <laughs> well, I also it's not like severe, but like you know like when people have like a fear of like tiny holes. Yeah. Depending on like where they are and what they look yeah. like. Me. Yeah. I feel that too, and that's they reminded me of that. Mm. Yeah. So Cody goes and tries to wash them off at home, and then they magically disappear. Um, And the next day at school, Jess uh, meets up with Cody, and he's really trying to make Cody feel better about what he saw. He's like, you know, like, I looked that up, and you know, like, some people have skin conditions, it's not that big of a deal. Like, Jess is really, like, the true MVP of this movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... And Cody, like, tries to stop him, and Jess is like, oh, well, I'm not really used to talking to people, so sorry. (laughs) Earlier in the movie, Jess said, nerds don't really have friends. We have hobbies. Yeah. (laughs) I feel bad. Yeah. So, like, when we were talking about how Jess is self-aware, like, he's self-aware. Yeah, He knows where he is. He knows who he is. And he's happy that way. It's fine. Um. So then, Jess invites Cody to work on the project and make s'mores. That was so, so nice. Fun. <laughs> and first, Cody makes a face and he's like, "Well, we, we don't have to have s'mores. That's weird. We don't. I, I don't know why I said <laughs> I that." I would that. have been all over that. <laughs> um. Yeah. So then they go to Jess's house and he warns Cody that his dad is eccentric. Um. So Jess takes Cody to like the dock shipyard where they live. Um, And then Cody goes and looks at his dad's, like, salvage collection of, like, all this, like, mermaid memorabilia, basically. Well, and the entire time he's in there, Jess is like, hey, like, we need to leave. We're not supposed to be in here. Right. And also, like, I don't, he, like, doesn't want, like, Cody to, like, see, like, how kind of weird his dad Mm -hmm. is. Because he's already a nerd as it is. Mm -hmm. And life is already very tough. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, um, dad comes in and he immediately asks Cody if his parents have ever seen anything strange in the water. And Jess is like... Oh, no, here we go again. Like, he knows what's coming. And then Cody says, "Um, we saw a cuttlefish that looked like Regis. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Cody's like, do you really believe in mermaids? And then the dad goes, I saw one. Like, I see dead people. I saw one. Well, okay, this dad is, like, extremely traumatized by this mermaid because he has not let it go a single day in the 13 years since it has happened. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, but they go to work on their project, and as soon as they do, we cut to science class. And he gets another test back, and he got an A this time! Yay! Look at that, he's learning things. Um, and so after that, we cut to the water fountain. Well, first we see this line, and we're like, okay, these kids are annoyed. And Cody's just there, just drinking all the water. This I don't is the know. line that Kristen Stewart's in. Yeah. She just stands there, she doesn't have any lines. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know why he didn't just bring a water bottle. It Could he do that? Sad. I, yeah, he may not have been allowed to. I don't know. Middle school is weird, well, especially with public his, with his condition, I feel like <laughs> if they saw how much water he was drinking. There someone... must have been, like, another water fountain in the school. <laughs> or at least just, like, go to the bathroom and, like, drink from the sink. <laughs> yeah, anyway. You're that desperate. Forever to emphasize, he's always thirsty. Because yep. then we cut to class, and then he asks for another drink of water. Mm-hmm. And then um, he is back home, and he's trying to tell his parents that he's sick. He's this like, is something else. I was in the previews when he's got the thermometer in his mouth, and he goes, something's seriously wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then he tells his parents that he doesn't feel sick. He just feels weird. And so they are like, oh, whatever. He's just trying to play hooky. He doesn't want to go to school. Yeah, and, this is, and then he says maybe he inherited it from his other parents. This is the first time we realized that. Like, Cody knows he's adopted. Yeah. Okay, I don't what know. What did they tell him? What I am curious about is, like, whenever we grew up, I feel like there were movies and shows where, like, kids didn't know they were adopted. Yeah. But growing up, like, every person I ever knew who was adopted obviously knew they were adopted because, like, you don't just not tell someone they're adopted. Yeah, we used, we, we had a couple kids in my class who would, like, bring donuts in for gotcha day. Yeah. I know somebody that I danced with and her – so she had a brother who was adopted and then we were talking about that, and her mom was like, "Oh yeah, one of your cousins is adopted." And my friend was like, "What? Who?" And she was like, "They don't know, so I'm not telling you." Oh my god! Yeah. So it happened. Did she ever figure out? I don't know. So now you just have to like go to like the next person being like, "One of you is adopted," and I don't know which one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How fun! That is wow. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, basically, yeah, I don't know, it was weird. So, we find out that he knows he's adopted, but I thought most people knew they were adopted when they got adopted, but... Um, I'd also like to reference that one episode of Friends, whenever, um, Chandler <laughs> told Judy from Spy Kids that yeah. he was adopted, and he didn't know. <laughs> I'm adopted. Um, oh, and then they are like, maybe we should take him to the <clears throat> doctor, and uh, his fucking mom... Is clearly an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. It's because she says, doctors are evil and they don't know what they're talking about. We need to do organic remedies. Well, we're, we're lucky this is the only thing wrong with Cody. Right. <laughs> he could be contagious. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to, they're at like a boardwalk carnival at night with Sam. And Cody's like, yeah, my mom made me go to acupuncture um, and then Sam holds his hand, and her hair stands up, like you do at the Magic House whenever you put your hand on that static electricity ball, and your hair stands up. And so Cody's, like, laughing, and she, like, takes her hand away, and she's like, what? He won't tell her why he's laughing. He just keeps laughing. (laughs) Yeah, and so then he, like, grabs, he's like, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. He grabs her hand again, and then starts laughing again, and she's like, why are you laughing at me? (laughs) He never explains. Do fish have an electromagnetic field. I googled it and it was inconclusive. Um, Jess explained that it was related to the eels. Oh, I don't know yeah. why, <laughs> what connection mermaids have with eels. Okay. <laughs> but that was the explanation for it. Um, so. And at, like spidey powers. Like he sticks to stuff. I don't know. I don't get that part at all. Yeah, I don't know why he's sticky. I don't know. Okay. Maybe like webbed. Like Is skills? it like a frog? Like webbed feet? Or, like, webbed, I don't know. Aren't they, aren't, aren't frog sticky? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's, like, something like that. Maybe, but fish aren't. Well, they just took every characteristic from animals. <laughs> from water animals. <laughs> I'm and surprised s- he doesn't have a blowhole on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, at night, Cody's water bottle sticks to his hands, um, and then his hands start sticking to the wall, and then he calls for his parents and they come in and he is just absolutely stuck on the ceiling. Just like hanging down like Spider Man style. Right. Um, and then they decide to finally call the doctor. So the doctor <clears> comes <throat> in, I it's like nine PM at night. The yeah, doctor makes the a home visit. house. Call. Wait, house visits in nineteen ninety nine. I don't know. In Seattle or wherever <laughs> they are. Pacific North Northwest <laughs> I guess. Um, and the doctor's like, I need to talk to Cody alone. (laughs) And he's like, I know what your diagnosis is. It's puberty. (laughs) Um, and so Cody's like, yeah, the doctor just said it was puberty. Um, he tells Jess this while he's trying to teach him to swim. But then he shows Jess his scales and he's like, y'all, I don't think this is puberty. (laughs) Um, the scales are still fucking disgusting. I have that in my notes. Um, and then Cody wants Jess to help him. He's like, "Hey, like this is like fishy and you know about fishes? Right, do you think you could help me? Um, but at the same time, Jess's dad overhears Cody's problem and he gets a little curious. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Jess starts doing research and conducting experiments. This is when they take one of the scales off of his skin. Oh my God, it's so fucking gross. Um, oh, and then we realize that fish also listen to Cody. He, like, tells them to jump, and then they jump out of the water? Wild. Yeah, that was a weird thing that happened. At this point, he's also drinking water out of a gallon jug. Yeah. Because he's <laughs> Every so frat thirsty. boy ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe they're all mermen. Oh, my God. You discovered Conspiracy it. Conspiracy theory. It's actually what boys go through when they go through. <laughs> they just turned into mermen. It's, like, the biggest secret. <laughs> we just uncovered it, so. <laughs> yep, you've been found out. <laughs> Um, and then Jess suggests that Cody stay away from water because water is what seems to be causing the scales and stuff. Oh, at this point, also Jess hands Cody a light bulb, just like a regular light bulb. He like holds it and it lights up for no reason. <laughs> like, that's not how things work. Um, but then Cody's like, I can't not swim because one, I just feel right in the water, and two, I got the big swim meet coming up, the which finals. he hasn't been practicing for at all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, So, at home, Jess is studying his dad's mermaid stuff, and Jess tells, or no, the dad tells the story of a man who believed in mermaids, and, like, he told everyone, and no one believed him, and Jess is like, well, did you believe him? And the dad goes, no. Um, And so then Jess reads an article stating that a mermaid's 13th year is when the fish half starts to take over the human half. Um, And then Jess is like, hey, Dad, how long ago did you see that mermaid, and can you share with me all the information you have? So, Jess is starting to realize that, and his dad, but, like, his dad's not really, they're not really, like, working together. Mm -hmm. It's like Jess is kind of like, I'm trying to help Cody, but then, like, Jess's dad is, like, I'm trying to catch you Mermaid. Uh, that story <laughs> like that... Like, Mr. Crocker. <laughs> the story that Jess's dad told, it was like a doctor, and he lost all his credibility and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, in 1999, believing in mermaids could ruin a doctor's credibility. In 2018, Virginia elected a man into Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> 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 into the <laughs> Congress. So, y'all, looks like we've gotten Times more... Times We've got more open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> um... I was gonna say something, but I forgot it. Sorry, it's okay. Well, um, after that whole mermaid conversation, we cut to Jess showing Cody his scales under a microscope in school. Yeah, and so he's like showing him this scale, and he's like, "Okay, this is like your scale." And then he like switches the slide, and he shows him this one. He's like, "This is a fish scale," and Cody's like, "They look the exact same." And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, they do." <laughs> Um, and yeah, and so Jess is like, I think you might be a mermaid, and then Cody's like, you know, I was adopted, <laughs> so anything's possible. <laughs> He's seen Star Wars. <laughs> Um, And so then, later on, Cody tells his mom and dad that he needs to find his birth parents, and at first they won't listen, but then Cody runs his hand underwater, and he's like, look at these fucking scales, (laughs) y'all. And then, mom and dad finally tell Cody that you weren't technically adopted, you were placed in our fucking boat. Yeah, and like... Cody is a merman is like a plausible explanation as to why he <laughs> showed up in their boat. Well, okay, it's so stupid because they tell him the whole story and they're like, well, we took you to the police and we just expected someone to like come pick you up. I was like, if you took him to the police, they would not just let you keep no. him. No. Right? That's not how that works. And so they're like, yeah, we always expected one day someone to just show up at the door to come get you. They yeah, they're like, we, we always expected they'd come find you, but we just took you home. Like, literally like a fucking stray dog. Yeah, it's He yeah, wasn't it was was chipped. He was <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, it's going to be difficult when he tries to do the FAFSA. <laughs> well, I mean, they make so much money off their tour boat company, so I don't know if it'll be a problem. Wow. They live in that like, giant-ass lighthouse house. Must be nice. Um, so then the parents suggest that he avoid water till they figure out what's going on, but he's like, swimming is my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Cody looks at his fish and he says, I'm one of you now. <laughs> and then he, he looks at the fish food, and he thinks, he you tell it that he's thinking to himself, like, if I'm a fish now, I wonder if this will taste good. <laughs> so he tries the fish food, but it's not for him. Mm-hmm. And then he has another wet dream. <laughs> but he does see um, the mermom's face this time. He doesn't right. know who she is, obviously, but he sees the face. And then he goes downstairs and he hears his parents arguing about him. And the dad's like, "Well, we have to tell someone." And the mom's like, "They're gonna take him away to the military camp and they're gonna do et him. He's on him. And Cody all this is the stuff. next et. <laughs> yeah." And so Cody is like, "Well, shit, I'm causing everybody issues because that happens in every decom ever." Mm-hmm. And um, he decides to go off to the shore because he needs to go away. He needs to go into the water where he feels right. Uh, yes. So he's sitting on the shore, and then all of a sudden he's like, okay, well, screw what my parents said about not swimming. I'm gonna go swim in the ocean. So he swims out to the buoy, and we see that Mermom is watching him from the water, and he's, like, trying to, like, see what the, where the sound is, because he knows someone's there, but he can't find her. So he's, like, swimming and flipping underwater. He's having a great fucking time. And then he, like, propels out of the water, just, like, into the air. He's, he doesn't have any scales at this point, but he's literally swimming like a fish. It's Um, like that part in Harry Potter, the um, Goblet of Fire, whenever Harry, like, comes out of the water, like, that's what it's like, just so you know. Um, but then Cody washes up on shore with full-on fins on his arms, and they're not as gross as the scales, but they're, and still not good. Um, so then Shan shows, Shan, (laughs) Sam shows up. And, um, Cody's, like, kind of, like, standoffish, like, obviously, like, he's got, like, his hands on the sand, he doesn't know what to do, and then his girlfriend shows up, and she's, and he's, like, trying to, like, play it off, but then she goes, she's, like, getting mad because he won't, like, tell her what's going on, and she goes, you've been a real case lately, Cody Griffin, what is with you? Um and Cody's like, you know, I really can't tell you right now. <laughs> and then she gets, mad at, Lee, <coughs> gets he, mad at me. She says, You should be able to tell me anything. Like, you're 13, you're calm <laughs> down. He does not need to tell you everything. He's gonna tell you about like his pubic hair that's now growing. Like <laughs> it's uh, it's dumb. <laughs> and uh, so then at this point, Cody asks for some time alone. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam is hurt. She walks away and she's just like, whatever. Uh, So then we're at a swimming lesson with Jess. Uh, Sean walks up and starts making fun of Jess because Jess is not one of them. And Cody, like, finally fucking stands up for Jess, like, a little bit. He's like, you know, like, he's pretty cool. We're, like, friends. Um, And then he says, or Cody says that he plans on swimming in the next meet despite, despite everyone's warnings. Um so then we cut to the state finals. They're in a fucking basement where you can see the bottom of a pool, like at the fucking zoo. Did you not have that at your middle school pool? No. <laughs> we did not have a pool. We, we didn't have-, have a gymnasium. <laughs> <laughs> our middle school is connected to our grade school. <laughs> Um, and at this point I realize that the coach has been wearing a suit this whole time for middle school swim. It's serious. It's a big deal. His team has <laughs> never gotten this far. Don't you know that his entire life rides on this? But anyway, Cody is missing at state. Again. Uh, yes, yeah, so then we cut to the parents, they come in and check on Cody in his room. And then once they leave, he immediately sneaks out. Um, Cody shows up to the swim meet, and Jess is like trying to stop him. He's like, You're gonna turn into a fucking fish, Cody. But he's like, No, I guess what. Um, so the race starts, and Cody competes against Sean. His parents realize, he realizes he's missing. Um, Cody wins and raises his fins in the air in celebration. Yeah, they're just, like, these fins, like, on the side of his arms, like, kind of, like, (laughs) Sharkboy-esque, and he's, like, raising them in the arms, like, you fucking idiot. Like, you know when you get in water what happens. But also, I was wondering about, because, like, pools are chlorine, did they ever test that? I was curious about it, but. I guess um, not. No. But, yeah. I mean, because, like, whenever he's gone to the ocean he's gotten scales and fins. Well, yeah, but then well, that everything makes sense, else is, like, water. Where I, was from. I, don't, I don't know. But, yeah, anyway, um, he's, like, raising his hands in the air, and we see Jess's dad has binoculars, and he's, like, kind of seeing what's going on. He has on. binoculars <laughs> in a great, in a middle school swim meet. <laughs> yeah, <and> so, <laughs> it's not that big. <laughs> and and Jess sees what's going on, so he, like, goes and blocks him, but, like, Cody is still, like, raising his arms, and as he, like, realizes what's going on, he puts him back in the water, but his, like, teammate Sean sees them, and he's like, Cody, what are those? And then he, like, what grabs, grabs the side of the pool and he somehow like (laughs) it's the the timer that they use for whenever you're like swimming in a race you like touch that and that's how they time you well he grabs the timer thing to get out of the pool and like leave and when he does that it like electrocutes the whole circuit board thing i'm surprised cody has not gotten electrocuted yeah i have no (laughs) idea but the circuit board he might not be able to because i think eels can't get electrocuted because they do the electrocuting. So, I don't know. Science. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the scoreboard goes out, and he like runs off into the locker room, and Sean is like following after him, and he's like, I know you're in here, Cody. I saw what you did. I saw you cheated. I'm going to tell everyone. And I'm going to be number one. Yeah, and then Sean leaves, he and we pan it. up, and we see Cody is just like on the ceiling like Spider-Man again. Um. Yes, and then the parents uh, come, and they pick Cody up, and Jess's dad is following them. Um, And then at home, they, like, have a blow dryer, and they're trying to dry his (laughs) fins off, basically. Um, And they're like, this is taking longer than normally. Uh, Jess runs in, and they're like, and he's like, I don't think anyone saw you, but I did, and I think my dad might have. And Sam runs in, and she sees Cody's fins and faints. And they try to tell Sam, but it's too much for her. And this is one of the other things that was in the preview, because they're like, she's like... You guys don't actually believe Cody's a mermaid, and they all go, merman. Merman. That was in the commercials. Well, okay, and then Cody's parents are like, okay, well, it's really important that you don't tell anybody about this. Like, this is a secret. And the basic safety rules that I learned every year was, like, if an adult ever tells you to keep a secret, (laughs) do not do that, because it's probably not a good thing. Surprises are good. Secrets are bad. So... Don't don't tell kids to keep secrets, that's weird. <laughs> Even if your son is a fish boy. I guess so. <laughs> keep it a surprise. Um, so then we're at school the next day, and Cody walks up to Sean and Sam, and Sean is like, how, how were you so fast, Cody? We think you cheated. And they're all kind of, like, brushing him off, because they're like, we don't like you anymore, Cody, because you're a fish boy. Um, and then they start to fight, but then fucking Jess comes in and breaks it up, yep. like the badass like, <laughs> motherfucker he is. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sean makes fun of Jess, so then Cody goes at him again, <laughs> and that's when Corbin Blue's dad comes in and breaks it up. They don't get in trouble either; they're just like, "What's going on here, boys? These <laughs> boys like, will be boys. Nothing better than that—just <laughs> <laughs> guys, mean dudes." <laughs> um, and then at the beach, uh, Cody Lee thanks Jess for not being a dick about the whole situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then at night, Cody swims out to the buoy. He sees two bright lights and underwater and Mermom uh, swimming toward him. Mom holds like this light in her hand and tries to catch, catch, touch Cody's hand, but they're interrupted by Jess's dad and his boat. Um, mom swims away, and then Cody swims back to shore. Um, so Cody, later that night, calls Sam, but she doesn't pick up. He wants to tell her what happened, and he asks her to meet him at the cove. Uh, so the next morning, Jess's dad is trying to catch the mermaid, um, and then Jess spikes to Cody's house to warn him, but Cody is at the cove with Sam, where they kiss and make up. And then <laughs> Sam takes Cody's fin hand into the water. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Cody's mom pops up at the buoy, and Cody's like, yeah, that's my mom. And then all of a sudden, Cody starts experiencing like some sort of pain. He like clutches to the ground, um, and then he tells Sam to go get his mom and dad, um, and this is when Cody grows fins on his feet, mm-hmm. um, and then all of a sudden, he's, like, laying in the sand, and all of a sudden, he looks up, and then he gets covered by something, like a sheet, or a bag, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So then, Jess comes down to the beach, but it's too late, uh, he sees his dad's boat, and he knows what's going on, Cody <laughs> is laying on the boat, uh, Mermom is following Cody says he's on the boat, he doesn't feel good, and he has to get in the water, so Jess's dad just, like, dumps a bucket of water on him. Yeah, instead of, like, him get in the water. <laughs> like, yeah, if you had like, a fish just, like, flopping around on land, you yeah. of putting it in the water, you just dump a bucket on him. Definitely. That's what I do. Um, so Jess comes down to the boat, he sees Cody's thin feet, and Cody's like, I'm changing fast, and I need to go into the water, But then they both realize that it's a trap for Cody's mom. Jess's dad kidnapped Cody so that mer-mom would come and he would finally be able to get her. So Mm -hmm. Jess's dad catches her in the net. Um, Cody, no, Jess jumps in the water to cut her free. Jess learned how to swim to free the mer-people. Yeah, and his dad is like, hey, don't do that. What are you doing? But he does it anyway. And then he's like struggling to like get out because he gets caught in the net after Mermom Mom gets yeah. away, and so they're all like worried. They're like, "Oh my god, he can't swim!" And so it's like a whole thing, and the dad jumps into the water to try and help them, but then Cody has to save both of their lives with his flipper feet. Yeah, and so they bring him onto the shore and they start doing really shitty CPR. The yeah, mom's yeah. Mom, Dad, five and Sam, and Mom, Dad, and Sam she didn't are all tilt just up sore. His chin. the and she did five compressions and then two breaths. No, honey, it's thirty and two. Well, and it was it was so weird because the mom was doing compressions. And then she's like, Sam, blow into his mouth. Like, I y'all can be been, been to CPR class. <laughs> there was absolutely zero tension in that scene. I didn't think he was going to die for None a minute. None of them were yeah, doing, didn't care. doing the song. Like, ah, ah yeah. ah. <laughs> they didn't have, the have the rights. They do not have the rights. And then, because that doesn't work, and they're like, ah, oh, jeez. They're like, let's have Cody use his fucking electrocuting zappy hands. Cody, <laughs> fucking Mr. Miyagi's just back to life. Well, like. he zaps him once and nothing happens. They're like, all right, do it again, and he's like going back in, zap. On like a weird, like basically on his side as well, not even, not even his in sure the correct isn't even open. spot. Not, not, not accurate. <laughs> I want medically accurate. <problems>. Um, so then, yeah, at this point, um, Jess wakes up, and he re- he realizes that everything his dad said about mermaids is true, but his dad's like, that doesn't matter anymore, you're the only thing that matters, not these mermaids. It took him 13 years. It took him almost, his son almost dying to realize that he should pay more attention to that than to mermaids. Right, Jess, Jess, like, I don't know if he was just, like behind on, like, the growth scale, or maybe, like, a year younger, but, like, just his entire life, his dad has been consumed by mermaids. And they never explain anything about, like, his mom, or why he's just with his dad, or anything about I that. I assume she left him she because him was he was obsessed with, with mermaids. Well, I don't he, know he, why he she, she didn't to, take the kid. How did, I, yeah. Mermaids! I, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and so... At this point, um, um, they see Mermom in the distance oh, yeah. in the water, and she's like communicating with <laughs> Cody telepathically because Cody's like. She wants me to go with her so that um, she can, because she's the only one who can help me with my transformation into a full merman. He says, "With my changes." Yeah, with <laughs> my changes. <laughs> a beautiful mer woman <laughs> is going to help this thirteen-year-old boy. With okay, his but changes. He, it, it's his mom, so it's not that creepy. Well, Okay, and then the mer mom and the ra- and the like the mom who raised him like have eye contact and they have this like weird moment. Well, because the mom like- was like, "Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not letting my son go with yeah. this like stranger." Yeah, and then mom cries, but then she's like, okay, Cody, you, like, you can go there, but I talked to your mom, and she said she'll have you back before school starts. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, it's the end of the school year now, no one really explained that. Yeah, and so they, like, start saying their goodbyes, and their I love yous, and Sam's like, I'll miss you, and kisses him, and then Jess is like, don't forget anything, I want to hear all the details about the um, <laughs> the deep ocean. Um, yeah. Yeah, so then Cody swims into the water, and he meets his mom, and they hold hands and hug, and then Cody, like, jumps out of the water. Iconic. Like a fish. (laughs) Um, he has a full-on, like, mermaid tail, and then he and his mom swim into the light in the underwater ocean. Cute. And that's how it ends. Mm -hmm. And the credits roll. With a song. Yeah. Like, you know this yeah, terrible. I, 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 I wrote down some of the lyrics. Oh, I have the whole thing. <laughs> okay, um, it's, it's called My 13th Year by Randy Crenshaw. I don't know who that is. Um, the lyrics go, Feeling kind of lucky, this girl really likes me. Never thought that love would tip my heart. At the beach together, nothing seems to matter. Till she sees a flounder, can't tell us apart. <laughs> Never could imagine that I'd grow a tail or that I'd be swimming like a big blue whale. What's going on here? My parents never told me that I'd be a changin' in my 13th year. I'm a little worried. My palms are kind of clammy, because uh, sitting at a sushi bar is my greatest fear. <laughs> it's so weird in my 13th, 13th year. Amazing. Randy Crenshaw apparently did music for The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh my god, the rain. And he looks like... A caveman. <laughs> he looks like uh, like Andy Rocker from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like he was friends with Marilyn. Not Marilyn Manson. Charles Manson. <laughs> Charles- um, do you all have a favorite quote? I do. Um, I think my favorite quote is the one that the mom says in the beginning. "The To start a new life free from the constraints of the bourgeoisie capitalistic existence. It really... Disney it was is exactly really good. Going there. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't know, but they were, like, subtly brainwashing us. <laughs> yeah. that's, why, that's why, like, all of us, like, all us, like young, like, on-the-brink millennials are all anti-capitalists. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, mine is uh, whenever Cody meets Jess at the beach for the first time, and they're in... And he's, like, looking in tide pools. And <laughs> Cody goes, why are you putting your face in tide pools? And Jess goes... That's how social outcasts spend their days. They find a nice spot and stick their head in the ground. Ask any nerd. Makes the time fly by, and it's good for the skin. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was when, another Jess-ism, when uh, Cody and Sean are fighting, and he says, If you guys start beating each other up, what am I supposed to do between periods? Just sit around and not get beat up? (laughs) (laughs) Jess- it's, he oh my stole God. the show. He is funny. He yeah, he carried this entire movie on his back. It's yeah. True. Um, how would you rank this? So I gave this a 2.5 out of five. I, I so did. I. I put it at number eight, I put Suzy Q above it and Northern Lights below it. I need to look back at my list to figure out where I rank it, but it's definitely in like the lower half. I cannot get over those fucking <laughs> nasty ass scales. I give it five stars. I think, <laughs> I think it's hilarious and stupid, and it really, really, really loses steam after the big swim meet, but up until then, I think it's pretty, like, just dumb and enjoyable. I mean, it definitely follows that, like, basic, like, Disney Channel yeah. format where, like, th- like, this kid, this kid is, like, in a situation, and then, like, something happens to him, and this thing is, like, ruining, like, his big thing, but then, yeah. like, it all works out in the end and takes over his life. Also, I just want to say, for the record, I'm Team Sean. Cody cheated. He has an unfair advantage, and yeah, Sean like should have won. Exactly. They don't it's let like, Dash like they they make him go slower because yeah. if he ran at his full feet his full speed, that's not fair. Or Cody should be swimming with like the high schoolers or something. I like, think he still has an unfair advantage as a fish. He does. Da- yeah. So <laughs> Sean should have won. I'm Team Sean. Justice for Sean. Yeah, I I will say that this movie did not, like, drag on, like, some of the other ones we've watched so far. Like, I felt like I could follow the story, and then it, like, ended when it should have. It didn't go on too long. It was only, like, 80 or 90 minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of them are, but, like, Can of Worms, I was 30 minutes in, and I was like, (laughs) what are they going to do now? I stopped, so... (laughs) Uh, well, thanks for joining us, Abby. Yeah, Thank um, you. Abby won't be here next week, no. but next week we'll be watching Smart House. Oh. So, Ooh. that's fun. And we'll see Abby again with Phineas and Ferb across the second dimension. <laughs> yeah. That will be a long time from now, so, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.